This is Manly Anime for Manly Men, the show where it's always after school tea time somewhere. Uh, I'm Jack, and uh, here with me is uh, is my co-host Nathaniel. Hello. Doing, Nathaniel? Oh, yeah, pretty that's good. you. <laughs> that's good. That's good to hear, my friend. You uh, know, just going and, through 2020. Well, yeah. If, well, if you're if you're listening from the future, uh, look it up. It's, there's some fucked up <laughs> shit going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, things things were pretty bad, uh, but hey, it gives us it gives us a lot of time to to sit around and watch anime, right? Well, that silver linings, am I right? Yeah, yeah, you do do what you can to find them. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, on uh, speaking of anime, on this episode, uh, we're uh, we're going to talk about New Game, a show that that neither of us have seen, but it seems really really up our alley. I think. Oh, I would say so, yes. Yeah, definitely. You like video games, right? I sure do. Yeah, me too, dude. And uh here here's the here's what the show is about. Uh it is about Aoba Suzukaze, uh, who's a big fan of the Fairy Stories game series, and so when she graduates from high school, she goes to work at the company responsible Eagle Jump. Uh and uh and it seems like she uh, gets to work on the the new installment of the series and meets a number of uh, different quirky uh, people who who also work at at Eagle Jump and they uh, they make a game so that seems fun. Yep, and so like uh, Jack mentioned, I I had not even heard of this show until recently, uh, mm. but you know based on both the premise and on uh, the studio's track record i'm excited for it cuz i'm just looking at the list of uh, shows that the studio uh, doga kobo has made and they had, mm-hmm. uh, i didn't realize that they'd made all this stuff but they got some shows in there like yuru yuri uh, engaged mm-hmm. to the unidentified monthly girls nozaki kun uh, Himoto Maruchan, just some of the s- slice of life uh, shows that I've uh, that I've enjoyed recently. Yeah, they they have a real a real pedigree when it comes to this. Oh, Senko type of Senko San. Yeah, and Senko San. Yeah, uh, it's like a lot, a lot, a couple of these, quite a few of them actually are uh, are shows that are like on our our list of like shows mm. that. That we are looking to watch. So w- this is the first time we're hearing from Dogakobo, but it is not going to be the last. And of course, they've made uh, Man Girl, which remains one of my favorite <laughs> anime titles of all time, though I have yeah, not I seen it. Yeah, I don't know shit all about it, but man, the, sh- the title Man Girl is very good. <laughs> uh, as I mean, I guess as I understand it, it's Mong Girl, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that's not as funny. Yeah, I know. I just have to. I have to be a, a real minkus about this. I had to push my glasses up my nose. Jesus, Jack. Sorry, sorry. It's in my nature. Fucking Poindexter, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> my my science books tell me that, that according it's to my mongrel. calculations. 
<laughs> I looked it up in the dictionary that I carry around with me. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's something that that fucking nerds do, but they sure do. You know? Yeah. Fuck nerds. <laughs> Fuck nerds, dude. Anyway, this is this is this show is for manly men only. Yeah. Fuck nerds. Now let's talk about anime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it seems like it'll be a fun show. It's uh, you know got cute girls. They're making games. What the fuck else could you could you want? You know, not that much to be honest. No, I I guess um, I don't know if there's going to be any if any of them will shoot a rocket punch at anything else. I don't know. That seems like it could be cool, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of outside and, the genre, I guess. <laughs> and I and I also have to do say that I like these sort of shows that are like. So it's sort of a behind the industry look at things. I can, I've always liked shows like uh, Otaku no Video, mm-hmm. uh, the final episode of uh, Golden Boy, uh, just that sort of stuff when it comes to anime. And of course, this sounds like a similar thing before the entertainment industry and more broadly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much of it will be a like, oh, behind the, behind the, behind the scenes of your favorite game studio this is how things yeah, are done yeah i don't, I don't know if I, yeah, I don't i don't know either and i'm but i'm curious to see for yeah. for sure it's not like um shit what's the name of that the anime where the the skeleton guy works at a bookstore oh shit oh man i can't think of the name but yeah that's some good shit skull right face there. bookseller honda-san <laughs> that one yeah it, that because i feel like that is on on the very the very edge of like a fun show and also gives you like a real sense of how things work when you you know are when you are an employee at a bookstore in Japan it's a very like specific look into into that and i don't think that new game is going to be that for a uh, for a game studio i think if this is going to be a lot closer to um uh, to working if you've ever seen that uh, I have not. Okay. Um, okay. Well, w- working is a show that it's about um, working at a at like a family restaurant, basically. Right. And it's right. just like, aha, uh-huh, quirky, you know, coworkers and hanging out. That's that's what I feel like that we could uh, we could watch for this show as well. But oh, there are sure. men in it, Uh-oh. which is oh yeah oh okay. I don't I don't know how you feel about that. Approach with caution. Yeah, I I don't like looking at them. That's why I don't have any mirrors in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That Can't and the vampirism. I, yeah, that yeah, it's pretty useless, and uh, I it's it's just disgusting. Anytime, I but see mo- it, mostly, I yeah, mo- <laughs> partially vampirism, mostly general aesthetic disgust of yeah, of, it's yeah, I, I get what I get what you're gross. saying. Yeah, yeah, D- truly disgusting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we'll have seen the show. But first, before we go, let's talk about lesser shows for lesser men the segment where we quickly recommend or condemn an anime that we've seen that we normally would not talk about on this show nathaniel what do you have well a show that i watched recently was golden kamui uh and Mm. i i i loved it and i thought it was very interesting uh the premise is uh basically there's this uh saichi sugimoto uh, he's a veteran of the Russo-Japanese War, um, and he has a reputation for being basically 
an unkillable, like, soldiering machine. Um, (laughs) The whole thing is basically a a treasure hunt style adventure series uh, about uh, about, uh, where he's heard of a tale of a treasure map. uh, (laughs) And this is some serious hardcore like gory manime shit that we're getting into by yeah. the way yeah we can't uh, get yeah. much further away from things that we <laughs> normally talk about on this show than golden comedy but yeah but the map to this treasure was tattooed into the skin of convicts in a prison uh and the people are going different people are going around collecting the skins of these convicts alive or, or otherwise <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so it's some hardcore anime shit. This guy goes around killing uh, hilariously incongruous CGI bears and shit. Um, (laughs) I do love the CGI bear. (laughs) And it also is uh, interesting in that it touches on a lot of history that I don't personally know about uh, about, um, this these parts of Japanese history and that don't get talked about a lot in anime and manga, I feel like. Uh, yeah. the, the era following the Russo-Japanese War is an interesting setting, and he has a relationship with this, uh, uh, well, he's a friendship with this Ainu girl, which the Ainu are an indigenous Japanese tri- uh, indigenous Japanese people that I knew nothing about before I had seen this show. So, yeah, I, I and knew that just they were historically, about, historically oppressed, but I didn't uh, right. didn't know a whole lot else. So. Right, and so just learning about this this history, even from from anime, is is interesting. And uh, I don't know, they seem to be, do a, a fairly good job of it. I believe uh, they, I mean, they worked on the show in supervision with uh, an Ainu language linguist from Chiba University, apparently. So. Yeah, it's like as far as I can tell. Um, not that I, not be, that I could be the judge of that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, we don't fucking know, but it seems it seems like there are a lot of points at different episodes where it's like, and now, um, I mean, I've only seen a couple, but they're like, and now we're going to tell you a little bit about I knew like yeah. culture or history or whatever. Um, it's not like super obvious, but it's clear that they that they did the work on learning about well, I'm learning, about showing us yeah different you know elements of of this people that I feel like doesn't get a whole lot of play in in anime and, and manga even though they exist yes <laughs> and yes. don't get talked about a lot it's kind of fucked up but, like yeah. Like a lot of indigenous peoples across the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's not like America can talk. But <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've seen a couple episodes. I really need to watch the rest of it if I'm honest. Yes, it's yes. super good. I would highly recommend it to you. I would highly recommend it to anyone listening. All right. Uh, well, if we're going to be suggesting anime that is more or less the exact opposite of things that we generally watch on this show. Uh, the show that I'm going to suggest is Doro Hidoro, uh, an, an anime that uh, it, it, there's a lot going on with it. It First <laughs> off, it is a CG, 3D CG anime, uh, which Ruh-ruh. I know a lot of people, namely Nathaniel, yes. can't stomach. <laughs> um, 
but uh, it is one of the stronger CG animes uh, than it's it's better and less annoying than a lot of a lot of other CG anime, and it makes up for it with an extremely strong sense of bizarre design uh, that that is unlike other other settings uh, for any other anime and manga and uh, it's also kind of its own genre in a weird way um, kind of halfway in between uh, horror and like comedy and action um, and I know that's three halves <laughs> uh, it's, more, more uh, it's than a the show. sum of its parts I mean <laughs> I think so it, it definitely it definitely carved out an interesting, like, setting and story and, and feeling for itself. But uh, it's it's about Kaiman, um, who lives in a place called The Hole, uh, which is this gigantic, filthy city where all these people live. Uh, and uh, the people of The Hole are being preyed upon by sorcerers from another dimension, the world of sorcerers, uh, that they can go into hole through these doors that they make and uh kaiman has been has forgotten everything he doesn't remember anything about his previous life up until the point where his head was turned into that of a lizard's (laughs) so he has a lizard face okay uh and is going around hunting down sorcerers and cutting them to tiny bits (laughs) until he figures out who turned his face into a lizard head Tough, um, tough but fair yeah and uh and so it's although dorhodoro is strange because nominally the main character is kaiman and his friend nikaido who are like the, the sort of two quote-unquote main characters but the people who are ostensibly the villains at the beginning are ha- they have as much focus and as much like motivation as Kaiman does for doing what they do in a way that kind of also makes them the protagonists. Hmm. Um, and so it's just basically these two different groups of protagonists that are repeatedly coming into contact with one another uh, and are working in cross purposes, but neither of them really have that much of a, of a villainous right. sort of motivation. That said, Dorohodoro is a is a dark and bloody and grim world uh, where most people are not super great. So they're they're still not you know shining examples of heroism, uh, but uh, but they they are interesting and uh, and it's also pretty funny. <laughs> Just in case you didn't get a sense of that from me saying everything is terrible and dark and grim uh-huh. and, and everything is bloody and fucked up uh but also it's really funny <laughs> okay because uh yeah kaiman is a big doofus and uh, he's wandering around when he's not cutting sorcerers to bits uh he's uh pounding beers and eating dumplings uh and uh and waking up and he has a pillow stuck to the back of his head on the spines of his lizard head <laughs> and he's like oh and he's always like freaking out at stuff and it's it's a it's a show that's hard to explain, uh-huh. and I highly recommend it. it. Has a just fucking awesome opening too. It's like one of my favorite openings. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Doro Hodoro, highly recommended. <laughs> All right. Uh, now that we've done that, uh, let's take a break, and then when we get back, we'll have seen new game.
And we're back again, and we've seen New Game. So, Nathaniel, what did you think about New Game? Um, you know, I liked it a lot. It was very strong. Yeah, this was the same studio that did Yuru Yuri, and it kind of gave me a lot of the same vibes from that show. Mm-hmm. They have uh, they have something that they're good at, and they 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 do it well. I think you know. Yes. So you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that, um, and uh, I'm glad they do it. But yeah, uh, I I I enjoyed New Game a lot. I thought it had it had the right balance of uh, of of stuff happening. You know, if that makes any sense. Some sort of slice of life shows have the uh, have the the problem of being too sleepy. Mm-hmm. If you if you get me. yeah well and that's um, this- and that's one thing about this show is that the way that it was structured around the development cycle of this game it uh, gave it a you know a strong basic narrative skeleton uh, despite yeah. all the the all the individual episodes being mainly slice of life stuff yeah they, there was always something that was that was going on that they were doing despite the like individual pieces, not necessarily being about the actual development of the game. Although many of them are a lot of it. It's like, Oh no, we all bought, you know, donuts at the same time <laughs> and brought them into work. Right. Or, uh, or why won't you wear pants when you're, uh, when you're asleep at work? There is a, there's a lot of panty based humor in the show in general, I must say. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it was concentrated early on, though, is the thing, where you're like, this is an element of, you know, the um, she's a, the character designer, Yagami. And and to be clear, this is not a criticism of the show, just, just an observation. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes that that kind of humor can be can be lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that that was the case here, because it was like... I don't know, it was just another, like, oh, here's a quirky character at Eagle Jump, you know? Uh-huh. No, no, I think I think that it was handled well. And there, in particular, there was one where they actually managed to work the panty humor into the, to the narrative in a way that actually made sense. Um, the main character, Aoba's friend Nene, is hired as a, uh, as a tester quality mm. control tester and she of as gamers will do uh tries to find a way to look at the character's panties and succeeds and so right, there's a, a minor <laughs> a minor minor story point where they have to decide whether this is a bug or a feature <laughs> so that they can have consistency it, it, it across characters yes it is a feature <laughs> Yes, it's like, oh well, okay. Now we've got to fix all this stuff. And where- they're giving, <laughs> yeah, and they and at first they're giving her grief, and I'm like, you know, honestly, this is this is a legitimate part of her job. I mean, like a play yeah. tester, you're hiring them to, you know, just try and break the game in as many ways as possible. And something looking at panties, that's like something as basic as trying to kill npcs or go into areas that you're not supposed to it's like players are yeah. definitely going to try to do that <laughs> exactly exactly uh and i feel like i feel like if uh at, at somewhere like eagle jump uh maybe they do something like uh, have you ever, ever played uh near automata 
I have not. No, I've not played any of the near um, games. Uh, I uh, I've only played a bit of Near Automata, and it's quite good. Uh, I've heard it gets better the more I play it, but but I I haven't bothered to yet. Um, but uh, there's a there is an achievement for trying to look up uh, the main character to be trying to look up her skirt, and she uh, she like reacts. She like moves out of the way when you uh, when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you you swing the camera down. She's like, "Fuck, fuck off!" <laughs> it's it sounds pretty like funny. they know their target audience. They sure do. <laughs> uh, I I feel like maybe maybe that's something that might happen in Fairy Stories Three. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I think like like a lot of uh, slice of life shows that this really uh, is. I almost said made or braid. But that's not correct. This is <laughs> made or broken by <laughs> uh, by its uh, its interesting characters, and I think that new game really uh, really does well with that. I I like all of these characters. I would def- I would definitely agree. They uh, they're all strong characters, and there's there's a decent sized cast too. So it I feel like it takes something to bring to bring uh, that appeal to all to so many characters as opposed to with a stronger core yeah i thought i thought it was going to be closer to like yuri yuri where they have like the you don't stray too much from the uh the sort of core group but as they're they added more it it ends up being like a what six six people seven like it's like nine nine characters. I would consider them all like a big, like major characters. Yes. You know, where there are characters that have less less emphasis, but they are still they still have a lot of screen time. You know, like I think um, Umiko. I think isn't that her name? I I remember that she has the uh, she does lead programmer. Yes. Yes. She yeah. She doesn't want you to call her Ahagon. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and she has a lot of guns. I feel like she has not as much. Uh, she has like the least uh, screen time among all of the main characters. I'm not including the um, the like director of the game who just sort of right. pops in every once in a while. I'd consider her more of a minor character, right? Um, and uh, and but uh, Umiko still has like a lot of a lot of stuff to do, which is great. Yes. Uh, I mean, they all—they all have stuff to do. Let's see. Uh, what, what else did you want to say about uh, about new game? Well, I would also say that it does—it has a a nice balance between the regular sort of cute girls doing cute things stuff <laughs> that we that we come to expect, balanced along with kind of a a, a realistic look into. Uh, the development cycle of working on a video game like this. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised at that actually. I didn't expect it to be as I don't want to say insightful because I, who knows how it's it's clearly like pretty um, idealized, you know. Oh yes, yes. But it definitely seems like this is uh, this was written by somebody who kn- who has worked on something like this before. Yeah, I believe that the author has. Yeah, the the. The setting of being in a video game uh, development company is not just window dressing. It's pretty central to the the thrust of the the story and the series. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
um, which I found I found good. I thought I thought it was just going to be just okay. They're at a they're at a video game company, but that's not going to matter. But there's actually like quite a lot of the of the series is like all right now you have to you know go through this three learning to this 3d program okay now you have to make all these villagers okay now you have to do this stuff and i'm like okay you get a you get a general feeling about like what alba is going through as she's you know as uh, she's joining up this uh, to this game game studio i i think that's neat I uh, I feel like they could have very easily left that aside, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll also say that well, I definitely agree that it's certainly an idealized depiction of the video game industry. They do occasionally gesture at the the harsher realities of the industry. <laughs> yes. I yeah. mean, there's uh, I mean there there's a a running gag with. The, the animation director, Ko Yagumi, or Yagami, mm-hmm. sorry, who, who uh, and the running gag uh, involving panties is because she's constantly sleeping overnight in the office because she's, yeah. she's wor- overworking so much. And yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the name of episode 10 is just salary is a loophole in the law to make wages cheaper, which, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, yes, it is. Correct. I didn't <laughs> expect them to sort of broach that topic in a, in an anime like that. Right. Um, Actually, there's there's even a sort of reference to that in like the first episode, I think, where they're like making somebody, one of the, the sort of core team makes a joke uh, and then Hifumi uh, is like, yeah, things are going to get pretty brutal. <laughs> and uh-huh. she has like a scary look on her face where she's just like, yeah, things will be very, very tough in a little while. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, it will. <laughs> it's OK. I guess we're I guess we're having the conversation about like video game crunch. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Episode <laughs> one, they had some crunch time laughs in there, <laughs> I recall. <laughs> y- yeah. It's like, ha, 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 this is a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it it does make light of it, but it does it does you know it does reference actual uh, actual issues that you that you run into working at a game studio where you know things get pretty busy uh, in an, in a way that is it, it not uh, not always fun. <laughs> yes. So although that said, the episode where uh, where Alba like sleeps over at the office for the first time did have by far my favorite joke i think of the of the series where i had to i had to, i watched it and then rewound it and then watched it a second time um which is when she's she's like okay maybe i should go to bed and then it hard cuts to her standing in this incredibly dorky looking bear sleeping bag oh my god the sleeping bag was incredible <laughs> He's just going bear sleeping bag. If you and haven't, then... if you haven't seen the the bear sleeping bag, you owe it to yourself to find a picture of it to look at. It's kind yeah. of the uh, don't kind don't of, just find a picture. To go back to Yuri Yuri, it was it's kind of the I'm a tomato moment of this series. Definitely, yeah. But I I have to say, don't just find a picture. Find the scene and watch it because my favorite part of it is immediately after her being like, yay, it like 
it just pulls out and she's standing in the middle of this dark office and it's completely silent and she just goes like like she's has the same look on her face she just sits down and lies perfectly still on the ground <laughs> and it is it's so funny it's just the yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great <laughs> scene we should try and find a clip to put in the show notes oh yeah definitely definitely uh, I, I guess. I guess also in the English dub, uh, the, she calls it her hibernation bag. Oh, just like yeah, okay, whatever. The English dub, <laughs> you say? Yeah, yeah. Because I later, the next day after I watched that, I was like, I'm gonna watch that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and so I looked it up on on YouTube, and somebody got said it, that in the it. comments, and I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty good, I guess. I didn't actually watch any of the English dub, but no, no, that is a good uh, localized pun right there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta do some some localization legwork sometimes. I think maybe from now on, I might, I might pop in and see how how the dubs are doing if we've got them. You know, you you do that absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely will. I I don't know. I well, I never like to watch the dub for my first time you know mm-hmm. i i do like to just drop in and see what they're like i find them interesting you know sure to see like how did how did the the dub team take this this original voice actor's performance and try to recapture it in another language or did they go in another direction or did they fuck it up so so incredibly bad? <laughs> and it's it's fun to see you know yeah sometimes Sometimes you get dubs that are like, "This is not bad. I would watch this, maybe." Mm-hmm. Possibly. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I feel like New Game is just like it's just solid in so many ways, you know? Yeah, I, would. I might like it more than Mitsuboshi Colors. I don't know if that's contra- really controversial to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed this show, but I can, I can confidently say that I did not. Mm. I, I figured you wouldn't, and I think that's why I was like, I wonder if that's controversial. But um, I don't know. I, something uh, something about the way all the characters work together and, and their different sort of facets, along with the sort of thrust of the show being like game design and, and video games and stuff is a big dork. I kind of like that kind of thing. Um, and I, I mean, I know you do too, obviously. But um, Oh, absolutely. But I felt like Mitsuboshi Colors was... Uh, a little too I, I don't want to say freewheeling but definitely like they're just doing whatever uh and i think the added structure kind of kind of helped for me but this might just be recency bias like i feel Got like it. if i watched mitsuboshi colors again i would be like oh yeah this is great mm-hmm. <laughs> oh and, and speaking of big dorcases can i just say that it really threw me as a loop it threw me for a loop that I, I mean, the whole plot of this is that Aoba is working for Eagle Jump, the company re- that made yeah. her favorite video game from when she was a kid. Uh, fairy, yeah. fairy, st- fairy's story. Uh, and this game was released on the Play- <laughs> PlayStation 3. Um, and can I just say that it's kind of thrown me for a loop that even in 2016 when this was made, that there were people who could grow up playing growing up on the playstation 3 that were then going into the video game industry like it made me feel really goddamn old uh alba is is 18 going directly from high school into the video games industry which i don't know how that works 
and then two by the at the end of the series i think they might have said it before but uh yagami says that that fairy stories one was in production seven years ago the fact that it's Mm -hmm. like because because she's going right from you know right from high school into into that job at eagle jump i feel like the the gap is a lot a lot less than i uh, i feel like it when i say when i was a kid sure sure but this was made but this was made in 2016 it's 2020 now so say she's coming in out of college instead she's 22 the the end result is the same we're oh, fucking old god. man god <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> fuck <laughs> i didn't the zoomers are passing us by have this realization while we were recording like why did you have why did you have to confront me with this this (laughs) new powerful future (laughs) man i didn't i didn't grow up when we were playing the playstation 3 (laughs) nobody's played the playstation (laughs) what the fuck is a playstation 3 (laughs) <laughs> let's uh, let's see what what else what else about new game new game is there are games i'm definitely gonna watch the second season of this i mean i feel like even even if even if i ended up like saying oh yeah yes, mitsuboshi yes. colors was overall better i i'm definitely watching the fucking second season of this and i guess i think there's an ova as well that i might watch yeah yeah i i'll i'll definitely be watching it too so maybe we don't necessarily need a, a whole nother episode of the podcast about the second season, but we could, you know, check in on it and give our updated uh, feelings about it at a later uh, time. We could slot that in somewhere, make a, give it its own segment. I don't know what we'd call it. We'd have to come up with some dumb, dumb title for it later, but. Yes. You mean clever title. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That was a a typo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something incredibly clever and also we're the best and super smart. (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah you got it that said uh also uh fairy stories three looked like what what did you think about from what we saw of the game as they were developing it what did you think about their game fairy stories three is that the sort of game that you would play uh not really no it looked like a looked like a, an action jrpg which i've never been a big jrpg guy i'm yeah. more of the I'm I'm more of the Western, uh, and well, I, really, I'm more of a tabletop RPG guy than video game RPGs in general. But mm, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, the I, you see, I thought when they were introducing it in the Fairy Stories Three, I thought it was like a like a JRPG kind of thing. But then when they show gameplay of it, it seems like it seems like it's sort of an action kind of game with like a almost isometric kind of viewpoint because there's that one scene where yep. where uh, uh her friend nene is doing like the uh the debugging and she's like look i found a way to save this character by like backing her into a corner and fighting off the you know guys um it uh it seemed yeah like like a sort of action that's action true game, that's true of. And it, it seemed like it had the um, the sort of item quick bar kind of like uh, like Dark Souls in a way, and uh, where it's like item on top and to the left and right, and I was like, huh, this is this seems like a 
This seems like a, an interesting game, honestly. <laughs> I'd play I'd play Fairy Stories 3, I think, if they... Uh, actually, if they... actually you, you know what? I take it back. Uh, the fact that they added uh, being able to look at the, the character model's panties as a feature makes me feel like maybe it would be my sort of game after all. It probably would be exactly your sort of game. <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some sort of rhythm game mini game in there as well, so you can just focus on that. Uh, <laughs> just yeah, just play that. It'll be like a sequel to the the Kaon rhythm game. You'll be just fine. Why didn't we get another one of those? Anyway, that's a conversation for a different episode. <laughs> it it certainly is. Yeah, or I mean, we could you know, off air blather on about that kind of thing. We we don't need to subject the the viewers to our, our very nuanced opinions about that kind of thing. <laughs> Incredibly nuanced. Incredibly nuanced. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to it. Another- I'll explain <laughs> it at great detail at a later date. Thank but. you. I'm sure you will. I definitely won't turn off my, uh, my headphones or anything while you blather on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the next segment. What do you say? It's time for everyone's favorite segment, which is to say, uh, I, is it your favorite segment? Which segment is this again? The Best Girl Olympics. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I was gonna. Then both of our favorite segments, the Best Girl Olympics, where we uh, we take two two characters from the show and pit them against each other in combat, and the loser the loser does die. So I want to be clear about that. Uh, <laughs> they are and, and I'm pretty sure that two D girls. Uh, don't go to heaven or hell, but are stuck in purgatory. Yeah, forever. Yeah, they just they just chill in in. So the stakes nothing. are high. Yeah, very high. Uh, I do realize also that this means that every character from uh, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> we are going to put a lot of characters <laughs> into purgatory. I guess by making this <laughs> claim. In fact, Miku from from Gotobu no Hanayama is already there. Uh, life prematurely ended by by the uh, <laughs> by the the claws of Kotoha. <laughs> so now now I feel bad. Maybe yeah. maybe all anime girls go to heaven, like that movie. Sure, <laughs> all anime girls go to heaven. Whatever makes you sleep at night. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's time for the best girl Olympics. Nathaniel, who is your best girl of New Game? Well, it's this is a tough decision because there are a lot of good characters in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, personally, I I liked Alba, the main character. I liked her friend Nene. Mm-hmm. Uh, her I liked her uh, idol, the character designer Yagami. I mean, just a lot of strong it's characters. It's hard to choose. It's hard to choose. Yes. Um, that being said, ultimately, I think that I am going to have to go with Hazime. Mother, oh, mother, oh, mother oh. Have I offended you, you? You bastard man. How could whoa, you? Whoa, 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 buddy. I, I thought I was going to like... your roll there. I thought I was going to take you by surprise and be like... Here we go. Yeah, I got the I've got the real best girl. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to steal your thunder there. Did you want to go ahead and give your presentation? No. No, no. 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 Okay. 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 You, so, you claimed her first. Um, um she is 
I don't know. She's got that kind of uh, tomboyish appeal. I like. Uh, I, I can identify with the fact that she ha- has filled her desk with all sorts of useless otaku junk, you know, um, which is amusing. And so she's got in, uh, and she's got a, a an amusing contrast between again, sort of her tomboyish personality with her more, uh, well, you know how they, they do with the tomboys with the hidden girlish side. Uh, I, I thought it was very cute when, uh, she showed up at the moon ranger movie, uh, for example. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Yeah. uh, She is, she has, I think a lot of, a lot of points, uh, during the show at which she is a very, a very entertainingly, uh, and very charmingly, a, a big dork about something in uh, in a way that is sort of a, uh, not a contrast, but goes well with her, you know, spunky like Genki tomboy kind yes. of design in the rest of her personality. I I agree. Uh, I I think uh, I've I looked at a couple different like translations as well. Also, I think her I think her name might be Hajime. Yes, I see that. I I, I I see that. Yes, uh, yeah. It was Hazime and the the subs that I watched. Yeah, is it, it was it, I watched like half of the series in those subs, and then uh, half of the series in a different sub. I think the the director had a different name as well. Instead of like ha- okay. Hajuki, she was Hazuki. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up with that, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so Hajime. Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked yeah, her. I, I liked can, her energy sword. Uh, I, 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 yep, and I can I can see why you are so chuffed that I stole your thunder because she does seem like a uh, relative dark horse candidate. I feel like. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go. My my bet was I thought you were gonna go with either Yagami, uh, the character designer, or Nenechi, her her friend, Aoba's friend. That 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 was my two bets. My two bets for you. You know, and they were good guesses. Yes, Nene. It, the thing that turned me off for her was I get that her she's this sort of childish, immature personality, but I still can't get over that she took the pudding from the refrigerator. I mean, who does that? Even if, even if, right. even being a kid, a, you don't just go crime. into the the refrigerator at work. Come on, yeah, come on. That's like okay. Compare and contrast stealing the pudding from the refrigerator and stealing the strawberry off the top of the cake. Ooh, uh, yeah, no, the pudding is not nearly as worse. I mean, that's that's true, but I feel like she's on a dangerous path. Yes. That could lead to her stealing the strawberry off of someone's cake and exactly. then going to prison. Exactly. She's a troubled happens. youth who needs to be set straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she does. She, she just seems like a real dummy, though, for most of the time, which I do find very entertaining. You know how much I find uh, I find just earnest dummies as uh, as entertaining because I like Konosuba a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is an well, another one we'll have to get to possibly. <laughs> I don't know that that does have men in it. Right, right, right. It's a little outside the our traditional purview. Yeah. So not not only not only does it have men in it, a man is the main character. Right. So I don't know. We might not uh, might not watch it for this show. Too many men, which is to say, more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I are, were there any were there any men in in New Game? 
Uh, no. Once again, to go back to Yuru Yuri, this appears to be an entirely, uh, entirely estrogen-filled society. Yeah, I don't think they even mentioned a man. I think they like. I think there there was a bit where uh, where Yagami was or somebody was like Yagami, do you have a boyfriend? And then she was like, I don't think she even said anything. Mm-hmm. I guess confused about what a boy was. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then t- once again, a, a comparison point to Yuri Yuri. Um, this show has some big lesbian vibes so yeah if you're into that sort of thing uh, because i've heard that there are some people who who may have those sort of uh uh predilections or who who like to see these sorts of relationships in their media uh i'm sure they're out yeah. there uh, sure this would be a show right? to check out certainly not on this podcast uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh <laughs> Especially the uh, the art director and uh, and the character designer Yagami and Rin, I think, was the art director's name. Yes, uh, they're they're just they're just a couple. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Oh yeah, I understand that Japan is different. There's d- different cultural values. You could just have them. You could just have them be like they. I don't. I don't think they live at the same. No, they don't live at the same house. They should anyway. But of course, this is light light overtones it's not like it's not like that that, that's what they're going for so not not that not that light of overtones no they're pretty heavy not not, it's not the sort of show with like explicit lesbian relationships let's put it that way yeah (laughs) all right i feel like we're getting off track i need to make my presentation about yes you do best girl olympics and now give me a second because i have to think who i'm going to choose you stole mine like a dumbass. Why do you always do? That? I mean, we can't. We could just agree. No, we have to have a fight. Okay. We have to have a fight, if even briefly. I've got it. I know who my candidate is going to be. I feel like because I like Hajime so much, uh, this is not going to be a uh, uh, a long fight. But uh, and I also, I guess this does mean I'm kind of bringing two of the same character type in a row. Uh, Bring it. I'm going to argue for Hifumi. Okay. Hifumi Senpai. Okay. Uh, the uh, the <laughs> yep. Uh, she's she doesn't uh, doesn't talk a whole lot. Not super good with that. But she she does answer any questions you might have. True. And by you I mean Aoba. In this case, you're Aoba. Uh, she answers any questions Aoba might have if they're over instant messaging. She has uh, an adorable pet hedgehog named Sojuro. That the hedgehog is a strong uh, point in her favor. Yes, it's very strong. And there was that one scene where uh, where Alba was eating uh, a uh, a rice ball really fast, and then Hifumi like saw her as as being similar to the the hedgehog, uh, and I thought that was really nice. But here's the. Here's the the ultimate point for Hifumi. During the episode where you see what everybody does on their day off, Hifumi uh, is shown wearing headphones and uh, looking at her computer and then laughing like <laughs> like that, uh, like the sort of you know brief exhale kind of laugh, uh, and that's all that she's shown doing. So I feel like Hifumi is like prime relatable relatable uh, yes, to yes. your character, you know, because. I saw that and I was like, "Hey, that's what I do." <laughs> you you got to recognize headphone girls, that's for sure. 
Yes. Which is why, like, as soon as I said, like, oh, Hifumi, uh, I realized that I have brought two headphone girls in a row. Because, yes, like, last time, I I brought Miku along for the ride, and this time I'm bringing Hifumi. So what the fuck? Well, I guess we'll have to see if one will survive eventually. Yeah, probably. If I keep bringing girls wearing headphones, eventually one will not go to hell. I mean, limbo. Sorry. But at, but at what cost, Jack? At what cost? Yeah, I'm really throwing them into the grinder here. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so I've made my my brief uh, my my brief argument, but I do like Hajime the best. So uh, so I guess I guess Hajime wins, huh? I I guess so. I, I you made a strong case for Hifumi, and I, honestly, I think that she is also a very strong dark horse candidate. And furthermore. All of the girls are great. I, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about this. Yeah, I think all of them are great. Even even Umiko, the program lead programmer. I don't think that she's a character that I uh, I am super fond of her sort of type. Uh, but uh, but I do. I still found her extremely entertaining. Yes. I yes. feel like when you when you go into new game and you come out with the best girl, you're not going to be wrong. Like there, this is this is a show where there are a lot of a lot of good ones. Yes, but know? we both said uh, Hajime to begin with, so or Hajime. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that whichever whichever one you you feel like being either correct Hajime or wrong Hajime. Yeah, Hajime um, seems uh, more right now that I'm saying it. I don't know. That's what the that's what the sub said. Anyway, yes. Uh, Hajime wins. She's great, etc., etc. She's got a sword. She's great. Now, the important part, King of the Hill. Previously, Kotoha has been ripping her way through Miku and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> she ripped she ripped Miku to shreds. Will she continue to uh to to be the 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 king of of this particular hill or queen as as it would be? What do you think? Is is Kotoha a better girl than Hajime, or is Hajime Hajime superior? This is hard. Uh, it really is. I am genuinely torn at this point. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Man. Yeah. I. Uh, personally, I think Hajime should should uh, should beat Kotoha. I don't know if that's okay. I, I don't know if you're going to murder me for that. I'm, I'm. It's a tough choice. I'm inclined towards the opposite. That's where I'm. Interesting. That's where I'm leaning at this leaning point. Towards I, depending on your arguments, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'll have to see. Okay. Uh, huh. I'm. I need to like formulate an argument that can get you, get you off of the Kotoha train and onto the Hajime train, which is going to be hard. It's a. It's a tough sell because Kotoha is a really good character. I mean that that's true. She is a really good character. She does like saying game clear whenever she figures things out. Uh she is bad at video games. Uh but Hajime makes video games. That's okay. That's true. So, yeah. So so I feel like Hajime is just like she's just the next level, you know? Kotoha knows more ways to murder you than Hajime, though. Uh, yeah, but Hajime does have a sword, so she only needs to know the one way. 
True, true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Get you work your way out of my impenetrable logic. <laughs> hmm. I mean, Kotoha also has access to a wide array of weaponry, thanks to Pops. That's true, but I feel like, well, okay. Now, now we're just putting up. Now we're just putting Pops and Umiko against each other because, because uh, <laughs> right, Hajime has right. a similar uh, arsenal of weaponry at her disposal. Just around the corner, just around the corner from her cubicle to the the head programmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we even it's... mention that that Umiko has a bunch of has brings guns to work? <laughs> I don't think that we did. No. Yeah, she brings lots and lots of airsoft guns to work. Which that seems like it would be against some kind of policy. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't seem right. None of them have like the orange caps on them. Is that not a thing in Japan? Not sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's pretty much more or less impossible to be able to legally own a gun unless you're like police or military. So is, yeah. or maybe they just it. just maybe. Well, and it's and may, so maybe <laughs> Oops. They, people just assume that if you're not in a uniform, that your your gun is a toy. I don't I know. Guess. Although there is the the very last the stinger for the very last episode is like as uh, Yagami and Rin are drunk and Aoba's walking them home, and then they get approached by a policewoman, and then Nene walks up with the like rifle that she just won, and is like, "Oh no!" and like hides it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that. Uh, that yeah, that was that was a funny yeah. scene, and yeah, I don't know. I guess ultimately, I'm leaning. I'm gonna have to go with Hajime because of the because of the model and figure collection. I mean, yeah. gotta respect that, yeah, you know. Yeah. Although I feel like the fact that that Kodoha uh, is she's she might eventually like have some sort of model and figure collection, but we don't know that for certain. She oh, could absolutely. Be yes, exactly. Uh, so maybe, maybe we'll check back on her and, and, and see how she's doing in a, in a few <laughs> years. But in the meantime, <laughs> in, in the fucking sequel series, Mitsuboshi colors, they're still wandering around town and bullying police officers. <laughs> <laughs> I get, wait, I guess that's just a mystery team, huh? <laughs> oh yeah 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 that, that. <laughs> i would fucking watch mystery team but with the with the colors yeah if yeah if uh for those who don't know Derek Clom- comedy Derek comedy Derek is comedy youtube huh? <laughs> Derek comedy is classic youtube everybody knows donald glover for community and childish gambino and atlanta now but this is this is where it all started. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good film. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I would I would definitely watch that. So yeah, we'll we'll have to check in when we get to Mitsuboshi Colors two. Now they're adults, uh, <laughs> and Koto is presumably a trained assassin. Yeah, and still bad at video games. <laughs> right. Well, I guess but... I guess if we're going with like with mystery team rules, they're still doing the same thing that they did when they were a kid with the same. <laughs> With the same proficiency that they did when they were a kid. <laughs> so, so Kotaha would still be just like vaguely mischievous and saying like kind of frightening things, but that's about it. <laughs> She'd still be probably no, playing I'm, a DS. 
I'm I'm pretty sure her her abilities as a child would scale to trained assassin as an adult. I mean, I guess yeah. She's she does seem very powerful is the thing. But yeah, I think I think Hajime is is overall a very like fun character, fun to be around, I feel like is is the important is the important mm-hmm. thing for a best girl. Yeah. I would hang I, out with Hajime and I would enjoy hanging out with Hajime. Yes. I yes, absolutely. Yeah. She We would talk about about dumb anime that she likes, yeah. Yes, exactly. So exactly. sorry, Kotaha. Uh I didn't want to send you to purgatory, but Jack convinced me. So Ah shit. Blame him. <laughs> right. Oops. Okay, well here's the deal. Maybe eventually we'll have like uh you know how on Survivor sometimes it'll be like, actually both of you fucking suck. Leave. We're bringing back somebody from hell to to show ah, up and, okay. and beat your ass. Okay. Maybe maybe Kodaha will come back during one one of those sort of events. Or maybe yeah, we'll have some yeah. sort of last chance where we have a real tournament to see who who crawls right. their way out of limbo and into heaven. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't call me crazy, but it doesn't seem fair to cast these these girls souls into limbo i'm sorry they don't have souls yeah they're 2d i'm i'm not i'm not up on my catholic orthodoxy folks sorry for that no i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot of religious text about where anime girls go when they die uh but but we don't don't have that on hand sorry we didn't do our fucking research (laughs) <laughs> but for now, we'll just say that that Kotaha is released back to wherever she came from. How does that sound? Okay. Instead of okay. Going to limbo. That seems like a fair compromise. All right. All right. Uh, Wait. Except limbo already is the compromise. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, whatever. Who? I'm, do I look like some kind of fucking religious scholar to you? No. Well, I, I, I don't know. I'll have to. I'll, uh, I don't know, I'll have to read up on my Talmud and get back to you guys on this one. All right, you can be our expert. All right, I think we're, I think we're getting near the, uh, the end of, uh, of this episode, but before we do, it's time for the opening segment, uh, uh, where, we, uh, where we talk about the opening and ending of, uh, of the anime that, that we watched uh, this time. Uh, and that, uh, what, what did you think about the opening and the ending of, of New Game? I thought that they were both very strong. Yes. Um, the, uh, yes, probably the strongest combination that we've seen so far in our I think three so, yeah. now episodes. Yeah, which is a lot of episodes, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> um... I, uh, I I thought that the uh, the opening in particular, the song was was very very good. I liked it a lot. I had it stuck in my head this morning. Uh, yes, I don't know how. Yes, very yeah. very high energy uh, guitar and what else dri- was it driven with? Horns. Horns. Yes. Had some, had some, yeah. Had very some good horn. Very strong guitar and horn work propelling it forward. A lot of energy, which is. Which is something that a lot of uh, OPs of these types of shows share, is a lot of the good ones have a very high energy quality to them. Definitely, yeah. I like the animation for it as well. I thought it was really good. Oh, yes. Um, I, I didn't think that the animation for the, uh, for the ending was as strong. No, um, it was more of a typical 
what you'd expect from an yeah. ED. It's like here's, More, here's mainly all the still images yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it just like still still images of characters in white dresses. Um, I did, and the and the song was not quite as enjoyable, although it was a perfectly yeah. good song. It was good, yeah, but definitely not as. I guess the the ending song is called "Now Loading," which I enjoyed, but um, uh-huh. uh, I did think that the. Uh, in the during at the very beginning of the ending there's like the uh the spinning disc and like the the computer fan and the controller and stuff like that i thought that was fun but then they didn't really carry that um, right that theme through up until the end yeah you could have done a lot more with that absolutely i thought that was going to kind of come back in during the ending but uh but it really didn't um that was kind of disappointing but uh, I still thought it was very strong. I think that, I think this is our uh, our best combo, yeah, of, of opening and, and ending so far. Yeah, because I, I think the other the other two that we've watched so far had had like either uh, I think um, for uh, Godobun the opening was eh whatever kind of generic, relatively weak. Then, yeah, yeah, and then the ending was was stronger, but not. N- not anything quite to write home about, really. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Mitsuboshi Colors was. What did we say about Mitsuboshi Colors? Was, uh, I I remember like enjoying the. Opening. The ending. The ending was was a much stronger, in my yes. opinion. It yeah. had that kind of. Uh, I compared it to YMCK. Yes. Uh, yeah. Style. I I think I I remember saying that the um the the opening was like. I couldn't remember anything about the song, but I thought the the animation was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I definitely think that this these are the two strongest in I think both categories. I liked both, yes, I liked both songs, and yes, and definitely. both uh, both animations were good. So nice, nice, yeah. Uh, overall, uh, a very good showing for new game. I thought. Uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, I still maintain that I think I might like this better than Mitsuboshi Colors, but we'll have to we'll have to see when I get further away from it if uh, if that holds up, um, right? And, uh, or if you'll murder me in my sleep. That's uh, that's the two. Never options. say never. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> so we'll see if uh, if next time uh, it's uh, Nathaniel and a different co-host, you'll know what happened. <laughs> we got in an argument about Mitsuboshi colors and Nathaniel snapped my neck. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the, on, on that wonderful note, I think, I think we should probably wrap up, huh? <laughs> I suppose we should. All right. So as, as far as new game, what would you say? Oh, how would you say, uh, if you could wrap it up overall, how did you feel about it? Well, I thought that again, it was a very strong show. I, it was Lots of fun to watch. Uh, I loved all the characters. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I did not enjoy it quite as much as Mitsuboshi Colors, but I still think that I would put it on the same tier. So I am giving it four stars out of five. Yeah, I I, I would definitely agree. I think I'm going to go with four stars out of five as well. Although, same, I think it's on the same tier. I preferred... Uh, new game over over Mitsuboshi Colors, uh, huh. as we've mentioned. But overall, well, it just goes it, to show that there's no accounting for shit taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that should be the the name of my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, no accounting for shit taste. My story 
uh, and then it'll just be me, and I'm shaking hands with Alba <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was super fun. If you're looking for a fun show that has video games, it's got anime girls in it. It's got uh, swords and shit. Only briefly, uh, it's got uh, 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 airsoft guns. Has everything you could want. Who who gives a shit, right? <laughs> All right. Um, so now that's uh, now that that's done. Next next time we're gonna watch Hayore Nyarko-san. Another, uh, I, I feel like uh, Nyarko-san is a little bit out of our uh, out of our general genre. Again, it's a lot more of a comedy, and there's a man in it. But you know, what yes. you there's actually two. There's two confirmed men. Shh. Shh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, but I think I think it'll be interesting to talk about, and uh, and we'll leave it at that. What do you say? If you sounds if, good, buddy. Yeah, if you want our full our full impressions about New York Sun, you'll just have to come back next week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, this has been manly anime for manly men, and thank you for doing your part to save anime. <laughs>